0: Hi, I'm Greg Potter and this is 20 Minute Collaborations.
1: is Laura Barton, and I am taking over 20-minute collaborations from Greg Potter. This is Greg and Laura coming to you live from Scottsdale, the holiday in Scottsdale, I think. It's a beautiful little villa we're staying in. I'm so excited because it's Greg's birthday. He is a very young 43 and I am doing this so we can tell you a story. I think you're gonna wanna hear this story. I believe my script says I'm supposed to talk about how long we've been friends and add a little fodder, but I don't know, Greg, I've had a few wines. I think maybe you should start out our story about our friendship. (laughs) I wasn't supposed to be in the intro. You are in the intro. That was the intro. Come on. Talk about it. Talk about our friendship. It starts with travel, of course.
0: Are we getting into this now? I guess. Yes, okay. we
1: are getting into this now. Let's Sounds go. Great. Let's Hi, go. Hi, listeners.
0: I've been sick for a couple days, but I am in Phoenix, as Laura shared. <laughs> We've been friends for a long time now. A long time now. You've been
1: stuck with me for quite a while.
0: <laughs> I believe, listeners, you've heard me talk about Laura multiple times about different trips that I've been on. I don't know exactly how to start our friendship. There wow. was a meeting with a, a mutual friend through and through your sister. And then also we had a fun movie night, date night, at... <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey.
1: Yes, it was a Valentine's Day for the lonely hearts, and we really enjoyed Fifty Shades of Grey, I think more than my sister and your friend, our partners in crime, I think you and I bonded more over, like, you know, the the ridiculous story that we were watching.
0: Right. (laughs) And you said, hey, I'm going on this trip to the Mediterranean. Would you like to go? And me being me, I said, yes, of course I'm going to go.
1: That was the start of my travel writing career. I think only the second trip I was taking for this client as a ghostwriter, And I didn't know much about what I was doing. All I knew is I needed to hit these 10 or 12 countries in 10 or 12 days. I could take somebody with me. Yes, we we knew each other slightly, and then I got a wonderful message from you with your credit card information, and you were ready to go.
0: You make me sound like a fool. I love it.
1: No, (laughs) but it was fantastic because I loved it. I wanted somebody to go with me, and I thought, wow, you trust me enough to spend 12 days in a tiny room. Like, that's some trust. That's some, you know, you're gonna have some collaboration going on there.
0: Right, well, I read people very well. I was freezing my butt off in northern South Africa. So it had nothing in the to do with winter, <laughs> So I was like, there's a way that I can go enjoy the Mediterranean with this fun person. I'm going to take it.
1: Okay, that's fair. All right, now it sort of like takes a little bit of like, you know, I thought it was very special, but you know... <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was all special. Take every compliment ever out of all this.
1: Well, it was the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Here we are. I don't know, a decade later at least. I what? I don't even know how long.
0: 2015, I wow, think. 2016. Feels, somewhere around there. Yeah.
1: Feels like I've known you my whole lifetime. Totally. Yeah, it's been amazing. And here again... Um, I've been facing some strange neurological problems, so travel isn't exactly on my radar anymore, and I would not be here in Phoenix and Scottsdale if it weren't for you. That is the truth. It has been a long time since I've been on the road, and this has been magical for so many reasons because of that. When you say you are going to make it work and help me and take care of me, you mean it, and it actually does work. So I'm feeling pretty grateful right now.
0: Oh, this is after, listeners, this is after a few glasses of wine and a day on the golf course. So where Laura was the best cheerleader in the entire world.
1: Yeah, I made it through two holes and that was about it. And then I just, you cheerleaded. But I did make, I did make Patty, who went with us, uh, your stepmom feel better because she said she finally wasn't the worst golfer in the group.
0: (laughs) Well, great. Um, Should we move on to the rest of your script? I mean,
1: I do think you... Yes, I do think you wanted to talk about a little story about a zebra or a zebra as we say in the U.S.
0: Yes. (laughs) Listeners, as you know, well, this is your part.
1: Oh, I didn't know I had more. You're leaving the show this Well, that's a lot of pressure, Greg, (laughs) even if it is your birthday. I feel like this is, you know, you're used to doing a show. When I'm on camera, it's a little bit different. I just ask a few questions and sit back, and that's kind of what I'm used to. So tell me. Tell me more, Greg. (laughs) Listeners,
0: as you know, if this is your first show, I invite a guest on. Today I'm the guest, apparently. (laughs) at 12:30 in the morning on my birthday each guest shares a story about a time where they worked with different people to accomplish a common goal it can be wor- work related or fun related or circumstance related, I'm going to let Laura ask the next question.
1: Greg, I already know that you are a fantastic collaboration coach. And before we get into our story, I think you should tell people a little bit more about what a collaboration coach is, if I can say that correctly, after a few glasses of wine. Because I do think that's important, because even though people listening to the podcast might know that, some of your new listeners might not understand what you do.
0: Well, thank you, Laura. You're welcome. That was not in her script, listeners.
1: (laughs) I know, but I, I, think you could, I think you can go with this. A yeah.
0: collaboration coach is someone who brings the entire team into the same conversation who are trying to accomplish the same goals. Often a team will be in silos and they will not be having the same conversation despite having the same goals. A collaboration coach will come in, work with the team, but also work with the leaders in those teams or just work with one specific team leader in the c-suite to work on facilitation skills work on conflict resolution skills and work on other transformational leadership skills that will ultimately create a more impact with the goals of the entire team and become more efficient ultimately from a business standpoint this creates a much better bottom line
1: Yes, and I've watched you do this. I've actually watched you in action. And what I see is you can take a team that is completely out of sync and help bring them together. And that transforms the entire organization and what they're doing. And what's more important than that?
0: Exactly. I mean, it's the most important piece. Right. We're talking about this all the time. It's ridiculous. And it all every conversation about how we come, become better comes down to how are we collaborating
1: and that's the truth but nobody understands that we talk about life coach we talk about all kinds of coaching and those are all wonderful things but if you can't work together as a team how can you accomplish big goals because you need more than one person to do something really big and important Speaking of that, I do think now we should get to the heart of it. And I can go back to my script and, uh, you know, be a little bit more on track for you here. Um, we had a very interesting collaboration when I was in South Africa with you. So, talk about the trip. I mean, I was travel writing and I needed to do something a little bit different than we had been doing, where normally I would go to, you know, the 10 countries in 10 days and we'd cover as much as we could. But we wanted to do something something in-depth in South Africa and covered Johannesburg, the middle of the country, and Cape Town. And you are an expert. You spend so much of your time in South Africa. And you were kind enough to be my guide for the majority of that trip. One of the best pieces uh, we've ever written, in my opinion. And I had no idea what I was getting into. After my 36 hours getting to the country, I hop off the plane. And why don't you, why don't you tell the listeners what you did to me?
0: Oh, that sounds <laughs> horrific. <laughs> well, listeners, if you are lucky enough to be one of my best friends, <laughs> which I treat my clients like they're my best friends, FYI, you would get treated like family. And Laura got off the plane. She was brought to Judy's house, which is like my big sister in Johannesburg.
1: The best. Judy is Showered.
0: The, best. the three of us got into the car. We drove three and a half hours. We went through a game reserve so Laura could see animals.
1: Elephants walking right in front of the car. I wanted to get out and take pictures. I was quickly yanked back in because they were going to step on us and kill us. But they were amazing to see.
0: <laughs> and the trip was so jam-packed in two weeks, I was doing a lot with Laura. We were going to three different parts of the country. Four different parts of the country. And uh, that night, we ended up at our friend Jenny's house. And Jenny greeted us with a box of wine. When I say box, I mean a case of wine. We went through many bottles in that case that night. And the next morning, after Laura finally slept a little bit.
1: Yes, I was, I was not up for anything that morning. I did need a moment.
0: Yeah. Uh, we were having coffee. And Jenny came in and said, shame, they just dotted the zebras. And I was very confused about the entire sentence
1: that she just uttered.
0: <laughs> and so Jenny was purchasing zebras from a local farm. And she was moving them to her farm because uh, she wanted wild zebras in her on her land.
1: And I think I remember they were running out of grassland to eat from. It was be it was so dry in the area they were at. So by bringing them to her land, they would have more to eat.
0: What a great detail that I did <laughs> I mean, not remember. That, yes, that
1: stood out to me because I was like, "Why are we darting and moving these zebras?" Completely.
0: <laughs> so we got to the location. The Big animal vet said we need extra hands. And next thing we know, us along with the vet and all of his crew are carrying, are lifting these zebras into the horse trailers.
1: These beautiful zebras that look like they are dead, but they are just started. But can we back up one second? Because, okay, this was... Quite the adventure, and if anyone asks me to move a zebra, I am going to say yes. But we get into the jeep with Jenny, and as we are flying behind this trailer, I am fairly certain we are going to die before we get to move those zebras. <laughs> it was it was an adventure to say the least. And uh, but then those majestic animals, I I didn't know what to expect putting them into the trailers. It was it was something
0: right. It hey. took
1: a lot of people.
0: So we got the zebras into the horse trailer. We got them to Jenny's farm. And then uh, Laura says.
1: (laughs) So I grew up in Chicago. I can't say I have a lot of experience with large animals. When I moved to Wisconsin in high school, my dad was recruited for GM in Janesville. Uh, That was the first time I've ever seen a cow in person. I mean, other than going to a zoo where we did not have cows, I really did not see animals in person. I mean, pigeons, things like that. But I did know that some zebras that we had just, you know, darted against their will, shoved into a trailer, driven across the country... And they were waking up and that trailer was shaking and they did not seem happy. And we were all standing in front of the door. We were going to open to let them out into the field. I didn't think maybe it was wise to stand in front of the door. So I said to the large animal vet, do you think it's a great idea if we're standing right here? And he was like, you know, hey, maybe not. Maybe you guys should climb on top of that shaking trailer.
0: (laughs) Yes. And we got up on top of the trailer
1: With no bars to hold on to, might I say. The four
0: of us, me, you, Judy, and Jenny. That is the photo that you see when you click on this episode. Is us (laughs) up on top of the trailer. And the zebras came out. And it was beautiful.
1: It was majestic. It was the best thing I'd ever seen. I thought for sure I was going to die and fall off that trailer. Although the large animal vet, who was like very attractive and wonderful, and I would love to meet him again, uh, did tell me if we did fall off, he would care for us because he was a vet. It did not make me feel that much better, I will be honest. But we made it. And looking at that picture, one of the highlights of my entire life watching the zebras run happily out into their new home where they had plenty of grassland to wander. And I don't know, there's no feeling like it. I don't know if you can even explain it. It was beautiful. And it took, it took what, 50 of us really to move those zebras, to pick them up, get them you know, into the truck, make sure they were safe, make sure they weren't over darted, make sure they would wake up just in time to come out, um, make sure they were healthy, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful thing.
0: It was so beautiful. And one of them was pregnant and had their baby just a few days later.
1: I didn't even know that. That's amazing. And now
0: there's like 12 zebras.
1: Oh, that's crazy. And they're all still on Jenny's Lamb. They're all land?
0: still on Jenny's land. Ultimately, when we tell the story on this podcast, we want to pull out the lessons on collaboration. So what does this story tell us about how we can collaborate better?
1: Okay. I don't know if this is a collaboration, but I do think this is an important point. I think you should say yes. I think one, like one of the most important things, and I learned this traveling as well, no matter what you're doing or where you are, if you have an opportunity to do something that is going to push your comfort zone, try to say yes, if you can, because you don't know where that is going to bring you.
0: Completely. The conversation with April Hudlowski, we talk about that as well. Say yes. I love that Even if you don't know your part, let the leader show you what your part is and become a part of that. Because in that situation, you and I are usually the leaders. We're usually the decision makers. And in that situation, we were not. The vet who knew, who was the expert in the situation, directed us. And sometimes we just have to let just be led and be okay with that.
1: Absolutely. I think it's hard when you're used to being a leader to let other people take that role. And give up a little bit of that control. And we really had to. I mean, and and certainly I was willing to because I knew nothing about what was happening around us. I learned a lot. And I would do it over a million times. I wish I could recreate that moment. I went to 54 countries in five years. And I don't think any moment exceeds that exact second when we were on top of that shaking trailer hanging on for dear life in the beautiful sunshine watching those zebras run out of the trailer it was beautiful
0: it still is one of my favorite travel moments ever too me
1: too
0: going back to the transformational leadership piece though Mm -hmm. i love that you know as a transformational leader we do have to step back sometimes i think that one of the most powerful movements as a leader is to step back and just let the people do their jobs, do their tasks, and shine in it. And then it shows us the peace that we have to show up and celebrate that of them. You and I were talking about celebrating earlier today. Yes, and tonight,
1: especially with your birthday,
0: yes. And so that reinforcement is often mixed because sometimes as the leader, we think we have to jump back in and start leading it's so funny in Starbucks, when I worked for Starbucks and when I was in my early DM training, when I was still in the store, when we would talk about deployment in the... And it's such a weird word that they used that when it has so many other connotations. But anyway, the word was deployment. That the supervisor, the shift supervisor, when they deployed people for their positions in Starbucks... The idea was that the shift supervisor was the person that could float and that everyone else was able to run and lead their positions and tell the shift supervisor where they needed to go. And as leaders, we need to do that. We need to be able to be told and trust and our people need to be empowered well enough to be able to tell us what to do and to feel free enough to ask us for help and ask questions,
1: so that's the thing. You can step back as a leader and let someone else take the lead, but don't be afraid to ask questions because you're going to learn something and then you become a better leader the next time you're in charge running something.
0: Right, yeah. and those asking questions create stronger bonds and relationships.
1: And yeah, absolutely. Always ask questions. Always feel like you can. You're part of a team. No, no one person is the leader in any uh, endeavor, in my opinion, because without everybody playing a part, it just doesn't work.
0: Right. Yeah. What else from the story jumps out as strong collaboration lessons? Mm, that's I, a
1: very good question.
0: I love the spontaneity because that day, the peace listeners that we didn't talk about was we were supposed to go to an informal settlement called Masakani and work on a proposal. Uh, and that was just me and Jenny focused. And Laura and Judy were going to join us in Masakani. But when Jenny came in to say that, everything changed. So the adaptability and the ability to, ambiguity, the ability to deal with with ambiguity is so important. And this lesson, this story really teaches that lesson.
1: I agree. I think flexibility in anything, if I learned anything on the road traveling is nothing is ever going to go to plan. And that is okay. Um, I think everybody, I, I see this all the time, people want to plan everything down to the last detail everyone talks about a standard operating procedure everybody wants everything to just have like a perfect solution it doesn't work that way particularly if you're creative and you're trying to do something different and you're trying to break a norm and you're trying to do something better you actually you can't have an sop that stops creativity in its tracks you need to be flexible you need to look a different way you need to hear all of the voices that have different ideas and integrate them together and be adaptable, be flexible, be able to pivot. That is the most important thing if you're actually going to be a leader as a company, as an organization, right. whatever you're doing.
0: And I, I love that so much because ultimately the goal of the collaboration process or the life cycle of collaboration as I teach it, is to get to a point where it's a pretty package for someone else to pick it up. Christina Harrington and I talked about that in our episode a lot. We want other minds to take it going. We want it to excel. We want it to grow. And just because your collaboration in whatever that is, you know, is doing one certain other people are going to eventually come in and take it to the next level. Whether it's serving homeless in your community or it's adapting a new model for how we do mental health. It's going to evolve.
1: Absolutely. And as a leader, I think adaptability also goes along with letting go of your ego. I think ego is the biggest block to anything that we do. You have to let that go. You have to let all the voices be heard and you have to find the best possible way. And that might not be the way that you think once you get in the field and you're working on something. So I think it's important to look at all the different perspectives and just be open to that.
0: Completely. Anything else lingering? From the story or from what we were talking about? I don't think so. Because our 20 minutes is up already. I
1: know. I feel like we're at the 20-minute mark. I think I could talk about this for hours with all of the experiences we had, but we might have to save that for another episode. So I'll just say, how about for you, Greg? This is, I mean, this is your show, even if I'm taking it over. So is there anything lingering that you want to add to this?
0: Be open. I just want to go back to the say yes. Be open. You and I have lived wonderful, magical lives. Everyone in the story that we've talked about, Judy, Jenny, everyone has had big barriers around them in the story, but we've been allotted to live very big, magical lives, and it's been because of the yes, because of the openness. And in collaboration, if we can continue to do that, our impact, our outcomes, the deliverables, are going to be so much bigger than we could have ever imagined.
1: I I could not say it better. Be open, say yes, let go of that ego, let everybody else in, and uh, how can you not succeed?
0: Thank you for sitting up with me.
1: Thank you for letting me do this. I don't know that I could ever be Greg Potter and take this over, but it was fun for one
0: episode. Oh, I loved it. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. We had a great time recording it. I don't want to end with a big, long list of things to talk about. I just want to end with a little gratitude. As I continue my day, remembering how grateful I am with every birthday wish and every message, I want you to know how grateful I am that you listen to this podcast. Whether you've listened to this podcast, just one, or you've listened to all of them, I'm so thankful that you take time to listen to what I'm putting out there. The only way we are going to get through all the obstacles that this world has to deal with is if we work together. Regardless of our opinions, of our beliefs, we have to find middle ground to get through it. And the only way we can do that is through proper collaboration. Thank you so much for spending some time with me. I'm going to go enjoy my birthday. And I hope you enjoy your day as magnificently as you possibly can. Find the joy. Take a moment to breathe. And then move forward as best we can in whatever situation it is. Whether it's dancing or crying, we've got this. I love you so much. Have a fantastic rest of your day.
1: You've been listening to 20 Minute Collaborations with international collaboration coach Greg Potter. If you're interested in working with Greg or finding out how he can help your organization, visit ggpotter.com. You can also follow him on all the social media at ggpotter. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to get all of the collaborative ooey gooeyness that you've been longing for your
0: entire life. This is an Artemis Bow Productions podcast.